It's Saturday, September 10th, and this is your Weekend Geek Friend. episode of your weekend geek friend this is a podcast about games anime comic books and movies and other geeky things i'm your host rich and hopefully we'll get along pretty good uh this is my first time doing a podcast here and i just listened to other podcasts i wanted to get a chance to talk about some things i enjoyed also uh, i enjoy a lot of things that most people do um i'm a product of the 80s actually so pretty much anything 80s related i can get down with um i've been playing games for ooh, a long time and I think my first anime, without even knowing it was anime, was Voltron. Uh, it's called Voltron here in the States. And when I found out the original name was Go Lion, I, I still, I think I liked Voltron better than Go Lion. And for that, the anime I actually chose to watch was um, Akira, which I was like looking for anime. Before that, my grandparents got me something called, uh, it was called Storm Riders. It, tur- it turns out that that is actually Nausicaa Valley of the Wind. So that was crazy to find out also. It's such a good movie. I watched it a billion times. My games I was playing, I started off with uh, Commodore VIC-20. And most of those games were like text-based games. I had a Dracula one. Um, I think there was like a Zork one. And then there's a game called Clowns where you just pop balloons. Two clowns were on a seesaw and they went up and popped balloons. That was a fun game for back in the day. And from there, we moved on to the Intellivision, which we had like a bunch of games. We didn't get the Atari, went from there to the television. And then once they started, stopped making games for that or calmed down on games for the television, we had a Commodore 64. And in the Commodore 64, I had, I don't know, definitely over 80, 80 games for that. And we had the little cassette player. It was just crazy because they actually were able to put games on cassette tapes. And then you put the cassette tape in the, uh, it's like a separate attachment. Put the games in the cassette tape. Put the cassette tape in the cartridge attachment, and the game would play through the screen. And you actually load your game by typing in like load quote uh, asterisk quotes comma eight comma one. That just picture having to load games like that now. Even when we we moved on to like future jumping ahead in the future era when we had DOS, we had to go in and type the command for loading uh, like King's Quest or something. And DOS is pretty crazy. Now we just put it in and press the thing. They eliminated all that for us. That's probably why we're in a society where everything has to be quick. But um, I played that. I had a Commodore 64. I had, I think my favorite games on there were, um, there was a game called Yosaki Ojimbo from the Ninja Turtles. Um, we had some airplane games. Uh, Forbidden Dungeon was good. You can find, they had the most awesome, awesome game music on there. Um, you just play it on a repeat. There's like a 10 hour loop version on, uh, on YouTube. It's, it's fun stuff. Let's see. I played, uh, Captain America. There's a Captain America Spider-Man game where they're going after Dr. Doom. Uh, I never beat that. You know, it's kind of hard, but it was also fun. The game I think I played the most though was Test Drive and it had like a little voice at the beginning. It was like, 
Accolade presents Test Drive. And then it just, the car comes in. And it's good stuff. And another one was um, Double Dragon. So the Double Dragon on the Commodore 64 was amazing because as you see the Double Dragon in the arcade, you got Billy and Jimmy Lee. And they're like two like American New York white dudes, I guess, with um, like pompadours. And they're going around like kicking people. They're like buff, buff arms and everything and through vest on. So when you play the Commodore 64 version, you can look it up, not playing. This is serious. The Commodore 64 version, the guys had like jerry curls and were black. And they like, go around doing the same moves. And everybody, like all the characters that were in there, they were like, were, um, all the skin tones of all the characters changed. They were all became like black people. It was literally African-American double dragon. It was, it was always funny to me. Um, oh, it was great. It's a great game. It's still fun, though. Still Double Dragon. I also had Kung Fu on um, the Intellivision and some other some other fun games. There's a lot of games. I said over 80 plus. From there, I moved on. Um, I had the Sega Master System 2, which came with Alex Kidd, which I thought was cool because my last name's Kidd. And it was built inside the system. So you had, um, just, all I had was a system at the time, then I had Alex Kidd, and um, they were going crazy at Toys R Us with the Sega Master System 2 games at the time. They were like all on sale and everything. So I got a couple of games there. I had uh, Ken Titan, which was fun. And I said I had a couple of games, but that's really the only game I can remember having. <laughs> I had another Alex Kidd game, Alex Kidd, and the Magical Arcade, which I never got to the arcade. Uh, I don't even think I got out of the house. You had to go through and find, like their, their ticket was torn up or whatever. You had to go through the house and do these puzzles for your siblings. And they were hard because I didn't get out. I was, I was a kid, but still, I couldn't get out the house. I guess that's uh, real life. <laughs> um, so then from there, my... Great granddad had a Genesis for some reason, and he had Madden, so I got that from him. So I was, the only game I had was Madden, and I got other games along the way. I think I started getting Sonic Spinball, uh, and that's when I started really liking the RPG games. I played Shining Force and Shining Force Two. Blockbuster Video was the spot to go back then. We were always in Blockbuster Video, playing games like crazy, uh, renting games like crazy. I rented Shining Force, Shining Force Two. And it's Shining Force a couple of times because I didn't beat it. And I, and I still didn't beat it when I ran it. I had to wait till I got older and was able to get it on an emulator. And then I beat Shining Force 1 and 2. Shining Force 2 was definitely better. Um, so Sonic Spinball. I got uh, Mutant League Football, which was amazing. I wish they would bring that game back. I think I think I saw that they were bringing that game back, actually. So that's that should be cool when it comes out. I hope a lot of people get on that. That was a very fun game. And... Um, Man, I'm trying to think of the other games I had. There's a lot of different. None of like the cool games. Like I didn't have. I had Sonic Two, I think, and Sonic and Knuckles. But I didn't have like Kid Chameleon. I didn't have Altered Beast, which I did play Altered Beast and beat when I was in daycare. Like my mom was dropping me off at daycare after school. I'll get picked up by the bus and have to go to daycare. And eventually they had a Genesis there, and we had. Um, a Nintendo, regular Nintendo system also. So we were playing Mario or we played Ultra Beast. And Ultra Beast was, was amazing. Um, I did not realize that the arcade version was much more amazing. 
until I went to the arcade, but the uh, regular version was great. I had Altered Beast on uh, on the Sega Master System, too. That was a different experience also. So the Genesis was more like the arcade version, and the Sega Master System, which was still good, was less like the arcade system. It was a little more, uh, more stiff, I guess you could say. And then from there, I got the NES, which I had track and field, and I got the Max controller, Turbo controllers. Those are fun. Then I went on to uh, the Super Nintendo, and I was more it's more NES games. Like that's when I first played Keen's Quest Five. My mama got it for me. I also played uh, the Tentacle, Tentacle game, Maniac Mansion. I had Maniac Mansion on the NES, and Keen's Quest Five was hard. Like not knowing where to go, not knowing that you need that save that mouse's life, like way at the beginning of the game. Then when you first turn the corner, you got like a split second to throw a boot at a cat chasing a mouse. And then when you get captured later, that mouse comes and saves you. Like, I never knew that. That was so crazy. And then later on, you had a point where you uh, you get had to go through some labyrinth. And even that, that was hard. It was like a little maze. You go one way, you get turned around. Like, you had to actually know which way to go. Um, during that time, my grandma had a Samsung computer. I want to say it was like a 386, which is, which is crazy slow. And on there, we had a bunch of Sierra games. So on there, I was playing Colonel's Bequest, uh, the Laura Bow games, Colonel's Bequest, then Dagger of Amon Ra, um, Still Feed. I think I was playing Still Feed. I think she got another computer, then I was playing Still Feed on that. And Roger Will Cocaine. And then I got Super Nintendo. On Super Nintendo, I was playing Final Fantasy games. And the difference to me, I think, like, Final Super Nintendo and Genesis, like, as far as, like, games for, like, an older generation, I think, like, the Genesis is better. Like, especially when Mortal Kombat came out. I had both the systems still then, but I wanted Mortal Kombat on Genesis because Mortal Kombat had the code for blood, and Super Nintendo just had sweat. Who wanted to play with that? Like, the arcade version had just super blood. But if you look at the Genesis version... Like everything was like smaller in scale and a little bit skinnier. Um, and everything in the Super Nintendo version seemed kind of larger and a little bit more boxier. Like if you look at um, Terminator versus Robocop, which was an amazing game. On the Genesis, it had the amazing soundtrack Terminator, Terminator, Terminator. Um, and everything. But the gameplay was totally different on the Super Nintendo. It's like if you wanted to play. The full get the full experience for that. You had to get both both systems and play play that game on both systems. Um, Street Fighter on Super Nintendo. I had Tecmo Bowl on the regular NES. I mean, I'm just jumping around so many games, but I played the crap out of Final Fantasy games. First Final Fantasy game I got was Final Fantasy Mystic Quest on um, Super Nintendo, which was not hard. And that's not the first Final Fantasy game. I'm sorry, I lied about that. The first Final Fantasy game I did have was on the NES. And I didn't beat that one either. That one was hard. On the NES, I had the uh, the Game Genie. And that helped me through a lot of the games I had there. Little Nemo, fun game. Put in the code so I could jump off the screen. If you like altered the end of the code a little bit, it uh, changed up so you can, um, you can alter the code. So yeah, I was a, I was a cheater back in the day. I'm ashamed. 
But moving on from there, in the Super Nintendo era, I eventually got Final Fantasy 3 and Final Fantasy 2, which were very good games. Um, so those are my games I love playing on that. And then I had a 3DO system. And on that I had, um, it came with System Shock. And I had um, a bunch of games. I had um, a lot of demo games. I had Out of This World, a full game of that, which I beat. And I've played Wolfenstein. I didn't have Wolfenstein. Uh, Rise of the Robots. Eventually I was able to get Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo which is an amazing game. It's like one of my favorite Street Fighter games to ever exist. And because it introduced like Fei Long and Kami, uh, some really, really good, strong characters. And the systems, the combo system and everything, the sound quality, it was all good stuff. From there, I moved on. I got, I saved up money. I was able to get, oh no, I saved up money to get a PlayStation but before that for my birthday. And in 96, came out in September, I was able to get a Nintendo 64, and I had Mario as a first game. And that, that was probably the most amazing thing that I've, I had seen at that time. Like, I used to get the EGM magazines, EGM2, Game Pro. Um, I was up on all those game magazines. And n64 i was so ready for square to come out with some games on there and it, it really didn't take off so I, I didn't have a lot of games i had just like mario uh star fox killer instinct coat gold and that that was really about it um if i had a little bit more i can't remember i didn't really play that much on it so it's, it was actually end up being if you think about it it's, it's pretty disappointing um, I ended up getting a PlayStation. His friends down the street had it. It was pretty cool. I was able to play some a little games, jumping up to the more adult games. See a little theme with Nintendo here. Um, when I got the PlayStation, I wanted it so bad because Final Fantasy VII. When I got it, though, I was just renting games from Blockbuster. <laughs> One of my favorite games was Monster Rancher. CDs were a big thing back then. So everybody would take CDs. Monster Rancher was a game that allowed you to breed monsters. Um, before Pokemon, in the States at least. So you take monsters, uh, you had a CD disc. The first monster came off of the game. And then you put other, go into make a new monster, and it will tell you to enter another disc. So you put other game disc in there, uh, movie DVDs. Uh, not in the PlayStation, but like when the PlayStation 2 version came out, you put out DVDs. So in the first one, you just had music CDs and other games disc, and they'll breed different monsters and then as it moved on had monster rancher 2 and monster Rancher 3 and monster rancher 4 and monster rancher 4 on um playstation 2 you could put in like dvds it was good stuff i wish they would bring monster rancher back i know there's not a lot of cds out there but there's so many blu-rays and dvds even probably still now with the age of digital stuff it's probably hard to do that if you think about it that really sucks so i had the playstation um Alundra was my game. Wild Arms 2 was my game. I love that game. It's a really good game. I beat it. And then I had uh, just other other um, RPG-type games with a little black disc on the back. That was my thing. RPGs all day. Square, you made it. I got it. Enix, 
You made it. I was there. Super Nintendo, Chrono Trigger, Secret Evermore. I was there. Soul, Soul Blazer, Illusion of Gaia. Give me those games all day. So from there, we moved on. Got uh, My brother had the Sega Saturn. So he just had like Virtua Racer and Virtua Fighter, which I was king at because I played at the arcade all the time. And we had um, Virtua Cop. And um, Knights is the one that came with it. He got the system that came with Knights, which is fun, but he didn't have the, con- the special controller. And that was it. Um, it was later where I was able to get a Sega Saturn from a guy I worked with, flash forward a bunch of years. And he had it with the Action Replay, which was like an emulator or like a modded system pretty much. And you were able to play burned games on your Sega Saturn. So from the Sega Saturn, I had... Uh, like all kinds of games. I think the best game that I played on Sega Saturn was Albert Odyssey. Now, this game was a game that was humorous, had RPG elements, uh, made fun of itself. It was like such a good game. And I can't believe that it's not a game that's on people's like top list uh, for RPGs. It's like so under the radar, but it's so amazing. I would love to see that game remade. If you anybody out here to listen to it make games, just go ahead and remake Albert Odyssey because that would be amazing. So from Albert Odyssey, we went on to, uh, from Albert Odyssey, <laughs> from the Sega Saturn, we went on to um, the, I had the PlayStation 2. Um, I got that later on. Actually, I had a Dreamcast before I got a PlayStation 2. So in Dreamcast, I got Power Stone, uh, Soul Calibur, and uh, oh, there's this game called The Ring, which was like the same theory as the movie, but it was takes place like in a space station. It was really good. Uh, really crazy stuff happened. It's a horror game, horror survival type of game. Uh, PlayStation 2. We had the Monster Rancher games, like I said, and more RPGs. It's RPGs all day. Final Fantasy, um, Resident Evil games. Then... From there was you know, the newer systems, Xbox eventually. Got the Xbox and played Halo 2 to death. And then got the Xbox 360 and played Gears of War to death. I played Gears of War until my disc actually cracked. That's how much I played it. Like It didn't crack because I dropped it. I didn't break it. It was just in the system. The system didn't get too hot. I had the little intercooler thing on there that everybody talks about that nobody likes that supposedly hurt your system back then. had the intercooler, and I played Gears of War so much that the disc got a hairline fracture in it. And I took it out, and being silly, I lightly tapped it, and it cracked, like, down the center. But it didn't go all the way down the whole center, just, like, half of half. If that makes sense. The radius cracked. So from there, I got a... I played Gears of War, like, religiously. I cracked the disc, played the game some more with the cracked disc. The only thing it did, it took a little bit longer for textures to load, but I didn't have advantage over anybody. And I was killing everybody, murdering like a boss. That head pop sound was amazing. Um, from there, we went on. We had, uh, uh, in the Xbox, I got Lost Odyssey. I tried playing the Blue Dragon game. Kept falling asleep, couldn't do that. <laughs> and Guitar Hero, that's when I really... Fell in love with Guitar Hero was the first was on Xbox 360 and uh, Harmonix. 
as a company. When I realized who they were, they made Guitar Hero. And I looked back and I was like, oh, they made uh, Frequency. I played Frequency. I loved Frequency. And uh, so I had that. And I still have my PlayStation 2. So if I saw a game, I would go back and get the PlayStation 2 game. Like uh, Guitar, Guitar Room Man was a good game for PlayStation 2. From there, we moved on. I was able to save up, get a PlayStation 3. PlayStation 3, the first game I think I had was like Folklore. The game I thought was amazing at the time. And then when playing it, it wasn't as amazing as I thought it was. It took a long time for the PlayStation 3 to get their footing. They had, like, no games. They had that and, like, Heavenly Sword. And um, that was really about it. Like, other games, sports games, or really stupid games, like the Xbox had, and nobody was buying those. They were just buying the GameCube, which I personally did not have. I've never had a GameCube. I knew somebody that had a GameCube, and I played it all the time. But I did not have a GameCube. The only game I really liked on GameCube and you're saying the only game, what about Zelda? No, I didn't I didn't really care too much for Zelda on GameCube. The only game that I liked on GameCube was Star Wars Rogue Squadron. That was like the most fun game they had ever made in life. And I love LucasArts games. Like I said, I was playing PC games like forever. I played all those LucasArts. Um, Full Throttle that they were supposed to be remaking was amazing. So from then we have... Uh, See, now we're in the, the newer age now, PlayStation 3. So I had that forever. You know, PlayStation 3 was out for a while before they released the new system. And now we got PlayStation 4 and uh, Xbox One. I kind of got them like around the same time. Got a nice upgraded computer. I'm playing a bunch of games on. Overwatch is madness. Uh, the World of Warcraft Legion is great. I hardly have any games for my PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. I think all the Xbox One games I got were free from the Xbox One, uh, Xbox Live. And uh, my PlayStation 4 games are free and far between. Like, I don't even play them. They're like RPGs and long, and I don't have time to play them anymore. So I got, like, uh, I got Witcher 3, which I played for a while, and I just stopped and never gone back to. I have, have Bloodborne, which I played and don't know where I'm supposed to be doing or where I'm going, so I just stopped playing that because there was no clear p- purpose on where to go. I got... Uh, until Dawn, which was amazing. The whole house played it. We all beat it. It was a great game. I still have it because I want to go back and probably try to get a platinum trophy on that. Try to get all the things unlocked. Fun times. And uh, Destiny. I got the Destiny PlayStation, so I got Destiny. I got... Uh, I bought a couple of games. Division and uh, Battle, Battlefront I bought on the PlayStation Store. If you ever want to play like with me in any games, like my, my gamer name on... PlayStation is Death Monkey 3000, and on Xbox is Death Monkey XL, and there's spaces between Death Monkey and Monkey and XL. There are spaces between those. Um, what else? I played Xbox One. I got the Xbox One that came with Quantum Break, and I haven't played that because I don't have time to sit through the 22-minute episodes um, after you get through the game part, but it is a good game to me. I enjoyed playing it. Recently, I got No Man's Sky. And this, after all these minutes, 20 minutes of talking about games, this is the point that I wanted to come to. I wanted to come to the newer games because No Man's Sky is getting so much hate, and it's quite amazing. So what makes No Man's Sky amazing? It's just the exploration. Like, if you were, we look at Star Trek, and we look at Star Wars, and we look at Battlestar Galactica, and all these other games or TV shows that involve space travel, uh, dark matter, and all this show, 
are the good parts, right? They just show the away missions. Maybe something crazy has happened on the ship because a virus got through. But this isn't a day-to-day occasion for those shows. Like, we are missing months and years between away missions and incidents on the ship where, like, nothing happens. They just go to planets, send down their scientific team, and uh, catalog stuff. And that's exactly what we're doing in No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, we're just going from planet to planet, cataloging things. Maybe maybe we'll have an adventure with a, a hostile planet where everything's trying to kill us. I found this crazy, sh- I don't know, like suction cup fish thing. It looks like, you ever see that movie Tremors? It looked like a tremor, but for water. And uh, that was crazy because I had to light them up with my little pistol. So the only thing that's bugging me about No Man's Sky is that you just wake up in the middle of nowhere uh, on some random planet next to his broken ship and the Atlas uh, ball thing. Like, where did the Atlas ball thing come from? Where did you come from? How did you get there? Are you part of a... I haven't played the game long enough to explore all those, see what the story, if there is a story unfolds, see how that unfolds. I had my own little theory, right? First, I had a theory that you were one of the robot dudes because you have your suit and the way you were able to upgrade did you put upgrades on your suit. Like, how, how do you start off not being able to run. I understand it's a suit, but you can't sprint. You can't walk fast. You got to, like, stroll, move all extra slow. But on the actual, uh, the actual, when you get the game, you get upgrades for it. And one of the upgrades you can find and make is the ability to sprint. So how am I installing the ability to sprint onto the suit? What does the suit look like? Is it like the freaking uh, thing from Elysium where Matt Damon had that, crazy back skeleton thing because he couldn't walk and that was able to help him get through to places was that is that what it's like on uh on no man's no man's sky do i have one of those crazy back skeleton things and it's hindering my ability to run so putting in this run module is actually loosening it up even then that would still make me one of the robot guys pretty much right because i have a an exoskeleton so that was my biggest problem with it. The theory is like, that was one theory. And another theory is that you, just from seeing like how the endings go, you are the Atlas, right? So you have, you go to the end, you go to the Atlas, and the guy at work told me that you start over from the beginning, go to the Atlas and you start over from the beginning. So you are the Atlas. Because when you see yourself, you like pretty much destroy the universe and it recreates itself. Remember that episode of uh, Family Guy where Stewie like tries to go back in time and take out Lois and so he's not born and that pretty much destroys the universe. He goes like to the beginning of time. That's pretty much what happens to you when you go see the Atlas. You go see the Atlas and you pretty much destroy the universe and you get sent back in the time warp. So... <laughs> That's my biggest problem with No Man's Sky. It was I think I, I think I enjoyed the game. Um, I didn't see, I wasn't expecting to find anybody. Like from the first time I saw No Man's Sky and read about it, those are the expectations I had for the game. I didn't look at it any more than that. So as the game kept going, I guess the developers, uh, Hello Game, started talking about how you're able to do this and how this is going to happen. And I didn't see any of that. So when it didn't happen, I wasn't disappointed by it. So when it does happen in the future, I'll be excited about it. Like, if they keep updating and adding stuff to it, be good stuff. Um, 
Another thing I don't like about it is how long it takes to find words. Oh, man. I got to find one word at a time from each little thing. And I got to give the guy uh, alien thing, carbon or whatever, to teach me a new word. And then it's not always teach me a new word. It changes. Like if I have a bunch of carbon, I just want to give them to learn new words. I can't just learn new words. I got to give them a new word. And then I got to do something like recharge something I don't need recharge. Recharge my health. Recharge my shields. I don't need that stuff recharged. Just give me new words so I can understand what the crap you're saying. And then I'm learning words that you're not even using in any kind of dialogue. You just look at me and go, traveler. I'm like, yeah, uh, learn, teach me a new word. I'm not sure how you're going to understand that I want you to teach me a new word and how you're teaching me this new word, but teach it to me. Like, do they upload it into my brain because I'm a cyborg, right? So they just upload it into my brain, the new word. One of the, and one of the craziest parts is when you're like, you learn a word and it's like, you the name of the alien race is like Corvax. And it's like, you learned the word for Cor, the Corvax word for Corvax. And you're like, but you just told me the Corvax word for Corvax by saying, I learned the Corvax word. Uh, so how am I learning the word for the race when I already know the word for the race? It's so crazy. Um, but that's all, that's all the problems I have with No Man's Sky. Other than that, I think it's pretty fun. Uh, I like naming the planets and finding the creatures. I don't think I'm going to platinum it, though. Other people are playing a little bit better and more than I am. My daughter, she plays it a lot. She loves it. She plays that game so much. I don't know if it's so much, but she plays it more than I do. Uh, so she has fun going around finding new creatures and animals and naming them. Uh, I found a planet and I named it Cherry Cola, and I found a whole civilization of thumb people. You ever look at the the little thumb wrestlers they have? That's what they remind me of. Uh, they're like jelly people, but they're like thumb wrestlers. It's kind of crazy and hard to explain. Uh, if you come across my planet and you see somebody named Bob, and he looks like a jelly person, then that was me. Uh, named some little skitter pinchers. They call them their uh, bugs that run around the ground, and they have claws, and they pinch you, and they do a lot of damage because they're very aggressive. <laughs> On um, PC, I've been just been playing Overwatch, and I've been playing um, World of Warcraft Legion. I do have Heroes of the Storm installed. I do not play that as much, and I do have... What's that other game? Um, Diablo 3. But I didn't get the Reaper of Souls. I just have the first Diablo 3. I didn't get the expansion because I didn't play it a lot. Uh, but apparently the, the new one is amazing. I wish I could have jumped on and played a lot more Diablo 3 uh, earlier when they still had that whole auction, real-life auction house where you can sell items for real money and make bank because that would have been amazing. And I probably wouldn't have had that money now. I don't know what I would have spent it on. But just to collect items and be able to sell them, uh, for real, is great. And they did that because back in the day, if I remember, people used to buy uh, items from the game in real life. Uh, it was really like a legal thing to do, but people did it anyway. They would somebody would like farm items and they would sell them on uh, like eBay or whatever, and other people would actually buy them. So they were like, "We're going to eliminate this happening, and we're going to just go ahead and." 
make it an auction house in the game. That way we control how this works. We don't got to worry about people going out of the terms of service agreement to do it. I have a huge collection of Steam games I haven't even touched. Uh, I've played Alan Wake like three times already. I got the Alan Wake expansion, uh, American Nightmare, I think it's called. And I haven't even, I think I barely touched that one at all. I got Splinter Cell, the new one. So fun. Barely touched it. Like so much. Like if I could just like sit home and just play games all day, I would have endless fun, endless entertainment. So much stuff to do. Saints Row games. I got the new, uh, they did all of the, what was those? Treasure, Treasure Island. What is the name of it? Escape from Monkey Island games. They did all the Escape from Monkey Island games over and made it easier to use. They gave them the controls where you can use the mouse and everything like that. You don't have to, sorry, slow down a little bit. You don't have to type in anything like you used to. You just click on what you want the person to do. And uh, I got all of those. I think I have the, not King's Quest, Quest for Glory. I think I have a couple of Quest for Glory games that I haven't even touched yet. So, my list is so long. Probably like 300 games. Now, I don't touch any of them. I played, what, what was that? Dirty Bomb for a minute. And I uh, played Warframe for a minute. Like, every game I probably got like five hours. Games that actually, I have games that I just left on the screen playing that says like 200 hours. But I never ever really touched them. If I was to look at, I got Skyrim, which I haven't really touched. I got Skyrim on the PC because I was like, I finally got a PC that can run Skyrim with mods and make it look beautiful. And I got it on PlayStation 3. Neither of these games I touch. Like, I feel like Oblivion was such a better game. Oh, man. It's probably because of the colors. Like, Skyrim is so gray and white. Everything is kind of bland. You're just looking at the same thing, like, all the time. Walk this way, more snow. Over here, snow. You get to this town, wood and snow. You're like, it doesn't change up a lot. But when you go into like oblivion, it was so full of color. You had grass, you had water, with sun sparkling and beaming off of the water. And this is on PlayStation 3 also. Um, I played the one on Xbox 360. You had uh, the armor was amazing. I had this glass armor. It was like green. It was beautiful. You didn't have this crazy tree system that you had to go through and find out how you wanted to upgrade your armor. You just leveled up your stuff by doing it. You just ran, and you leveled up running. You just crouched, and you leveled up sneaking. You just jumped all the time. You leveled up agility. It was great. And there was a little duplication code where you, uh, <laughs> you can get, like, a bajillion health potions. And I think that's how I survived. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't do that great in the little Daedric... Uh, summoning portal things if I didn't have those portals uh, potions but and I did not know that as you got higher in level the harder the portals got because they were pretty easy when I was a low level <laughs> I would have just stayed that level but finishing up here uh, what games is coming out that I want to play I think I want to play that new Gears of War game when it comes out I played a bit of the beta on that one and it was amazing uh, the multiplayer was what it was a multiplayer beta reminded me of the original Gears of War. They had two modes. I did not get a chance to play the other mode. The other mode sounded like a dodgeball type mode. So I did not get a chance to play that. But from just playing the regular mode, the deathmatch mode, it reminded me so much of the original Gears of War that I love so much. Um, 
and I, I look forward to playing that. I hope the story is good and everything. You're playing with, uh, like, the sons of the characters you play with in Gears of War 1. So I'm kind of wondering what happened to those characters. I hope they explain all that stuff in this game. Maybe we'll see cameos or something. Maybe we get to play them in multiplayer. Multiplayer unlock skins. I want to play Battlefield 1 because we do need an old-school Battlefield war game. Uh, it's fun looking at future technology, but it's been going on for way too long. So we need something that will ground us a little bit. I want to play Scalebound, where you're the guy with the dragon. That's pretty cool. That might be cool. There were games back in the day that had dragons and a human partner, and they were okay. They weren't amazing. So hopefully they got the story going really good between these two guys. And uh, that's all I can really think of off the top of my head. There's probably like some major game I'm missing. And if there is, you can just let me know. Uh, send an email to weekendgeekcast at gmail.com. And I'll see those. And if you have a game that you're creating, if you're a game creator or know somebody's creating a game, you just go ahead and pull that out. I'll give it a mention in my next podcast, um, which will be next week, next Saturday. And if you have any feedback, uh, tips you want to give, uh, you want to drop some stars down, three, four, five, five, hopefully. Uh, I'm still new to it, though. I, I appreciate any feedback I get, and I'll learn from it. I really want this community to grow and be something fun for all of us to enjoy uh, on the time that we pass at work or on the way somewhere to work or waiting for a train, a bus, a plane, whatever. I have to say, this is probably the most that I've talked in... Oh, wow. I think my, my girlfriend might get jealous because I don't really talk that much. But, uh, yeah, if you uh, if you want to hear more, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye on it. Uh, I promise I'll get better as it goes on. Like I said, this is my first one. And until then, until next time, guys, peace. Geek out.